Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast. We're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events. This time we're turning our attention to how to handle FINRA Rule 8210 requests, a comprehensive guide. The event's going to go live Wednesday, March 20th, running between 1pm and 2.30pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by Robert Harvey, a partner at Jenkson Harvey LLP, Gary Kessler, chairman and shareholder at Kessler Collins PC, and Brian McNally, a partner at Reminger Co. LPA. More information about our panel and how to sign up for this webcast will be found in the description box, along with the code PODCAST25. When you use that at checkout, you get 25% off your first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panelists now. My name is uh, Robert Harvey. I'm an attorney with the law firm of uh, Jenkson Harvey, LLP, in West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, The topics I'm going to be covering today are really the general scope of Rule 8210. And following that, I'm going to be discussing working with your witness or your firm uh, for responding to written testimony or oral testimony on the record and following up at the end with really the goals of a regulatory representation. What do we want to do from the defense perspective to have a successful overall representation of our client. Uh, A little bit about myself, I am a former uh, FINRA registered person. So as I usually tell my clients when when FINRA comes to them with an 8210 request, I feel your pain. I have been there, it's not a uh, pleasant situation. Oftentimes FINRA is just seeking information, but usually that is the beginning of FINRA's investigation of a serious uh, matter. And uh, it's something that as a lawyer representing uh, a firm or a broker, um, we're very, very careful about how we approach it, how we respond to it, how we interact with the regulators, and so on and so forth. So uh, I'm looking forward to um, giving an overview of Rule 8210, answering any questions that anyone might have, and uh, working with uh, working with Gary and Brian to uh, to give you a successful uh, presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Bob and um, Andrew. Uh, my name is Gary Kessler. I'm with the law firm of Kessler and Collins in Dallas, Texas. Um, we regularly represent um, broker dealers, registered reps, uh, investment advisors, um, particularly uh, the broker dealer uh, issues uh, with regard to 8210 um, are uh, matters that uh, unfortunately appear to be uh, much more frequent uh, over the last few years. Um, the areas that I'm going to uh, talk about uh, include organizing the team to respond. And this is particularly important because um, we really need to discuss strategies on organization uh, basically to anticipate the type of materials that are going to be requested. Uh, under 8210, uh, FINRA has the ability to not only request documents but uh, to get oral uh, testimony or written testimony. Uh, statements in effect uh, from the interested uh, parties. So we want to make sure we have the right team uh, 
organized to be able to respond to that. Uh, <clears throat> I also want to uh, go over some of the issues with regard to uh, privilege because most of these 8210 investigations involve the firm uh, hiring counsel and we want to make sure that we've structured the team and the communication path with FINRA so that we preserve uh, both attorney-client and work uh, product privilege. Uh, and this would include also the results of any internal investigation that's done um, in preparation uh, for responding to the 8210. Uh, finally, I want to talk about conflicts of interest because many times it's economical um, and, and really preferable for the same firm to represent not only the broker-dealer, but also the interested registered representatives and there are times when there's a potential conflict of interest in that multiple representation, which if you've been to an OTR in an, in, uh, in an 8210 investigation, you'll know that's one of the first things that FINRA will ask the witness about. Um, so these are the things that uh, are all pretty critical uh, areas to address early on in organizing the team to respond and uh, do, throughout the uh, 8210 investigation to preserve uh, whatever privileges are created. Thank you. I look forward to uh, the presentation. My name is Brian Nally. I'm a partner at Reminger located in Cleveland, Ohio, and my focus, my legal practice focuses on securities litigation, which involves defending broker-dealers, registered reps, and other people in the financial services industry. And during my portion of the presentation, I'm going to be focusing on what unique issues clients face in responding to 8210 uh, letters. And in particular, we're going to speak about how clients should respond when FINRA asks a client to create documents instead of produce them, and how clients should respond when FINRA is asking for documents that may be perceived as outside of FINRA's jurisdiction. For example, if FINRA is asking for documents related to outside business activities like insurance, accounting, real estate, or if FINRA is expanding the investigation into personal bank records or personal emails. After discussing these issues, we're going to touch on how the responses to an 8210 investigation may be used in future litigation or arbitration and what clients should be mindful about when actually responding to the 8210 investigation and in the context of those subsequent litigation or arbitration cases. And then lastly, we're going to speak about the FINRA sanctions guidelines and we'll go through the different aspects of the guidelines, what penalties and sanctions are available. And then we'll go through some recent examples of how FINRA has applied the sanction guideline to specific cases and speak about how FINRA has penalized and sanctioned certain people for certain misconduct in the industry. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget more information about our panel and how to sign up for this event will be found in the description box. You'll also find the code PODCAST25 getting you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you at March 20th and at future Knowledge Group events. So until next time, take care. Bye now.